I want to share with you this morning what I feel to be uh, vitally important for us at this season as we're moving into this new year, as we've moved into this new year. And uh, you know what? I, I'm so excited. I feel so good this morning up here in this little chilly weather. It's just so good. We're making memories. For years, you'll talk about the times that you went to church sitting on that parking lot and making memories. I tell you, the devil thinks he's discouraging us and he's just giving us powerful memories of great sacrifices that we're willing to go through for Jesus. Amen. So let's hear a sound of applause and praise that God lets us suffer. The Lord lets us go through things so we can show the world just how much we love Jesus. Amen. Uh, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with them this morning into the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. Because God wants to deal with me to share with you today how that you can make the right decision every time. Now, how would you like to spend the rest of 2021 making the right decision about everything that you have? Well, God has given us some answers for that. And we're going, to, we're going to close this service today by giving you ten quick ways that you can do every time that you're faced with a decision, with a question, that you can practice, that when you get practiced up in it, then you will be able to know that you're making the decision, right decision, every time. Now, this is not just... This is not just my theory. This is a proved methodology that's not only scriptural, but has been proven across the world. But it's been one that I've practiced for a number of years. I try every day to practice this methodology. I try to put this to practice because I know that many of my decisions affect you. Many of my decisions are affecting what's going on in your life. And so as your pastor, I want to make sure that I'm making the best decisions I can make in situations, especially in concerning you. And I know you feel the same way about your family. And you feel the very same way about your children. You don't want to just leave the decisions up, well, this might be a good one, or it may not. Might not. But we have a surefire way of knowing that every decision that we make it will be the right decision. Now, in the Bible, in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it says, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Wow. What that tells me is this. If I'm going to grow up to be a mature son in the Lord, that's what that word son means. I mean, the mature son. If I'm going to grow up in life being mature, I have to learn to be led by the Spirit of God. Now, in verse uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, But thanks be unto God who always leads us into triumph. It's God's will every time. In every decision that I or you make. In every circumstance where we have to put our seal of approval or our disapproval, it's God's will that the Holy Spirit would be able to lead us into triumph. That means a winning decision. That means the right decision at the right time. Now, Second Corinthians, uh, it says, We thank God for the power of Christ who has given us. He leads us. This is the same Scripture, but through a different version. He leads us and makes us win in everything. Boy, I like that Scripture. I want to think about that Scripture for 2021. That God wants me to win in everything. Now, it says that the Holy Spirit 
God working through the Holy Spirit leading me can make me to win in everything, every time. Man, isn't that exciting? Now, we, we've been talking about being able to hear from the Holy Spirit and being able to be guided by the Spirit. We've talked about the very first way that God wants to guide us is certainly the Bible. And certainly that's true. The second way He wants to guide me is through that inner voice, that, that quiet, small voice that, that speaks inside of our heart and be, directs our life. Uh, the third way He wants to guide me is He wants to guide me as He, as His voice comes from the, uh, the deeper part of the inside, and He wants to guide me through visions and even dreams, the Bible says. There's so many wonderful ways that God wants to guide us. Sometimes He guides me through a voice of correction and, and through a, a, a voice of conviction. A lot of times what you're feeling that this convicting in your heart, man, that's God's voice trying to break through and getting certain things that's hindering our life out of the way. And then the Lord wants us to show us His voice. And that's what He talks about when He wants to give us dreams and visions and visitations and signs. And so God has a supernatural way too that He wants to guide us. But this morning, I want to talk about what I believe to be the most important way that I as a believer, that I can begin to hear the voice of God. And I entitle it this way. Now, there's a lot of things that you can title it, but this is what I entitle it. That God wants to guide me through His voice that He causes me to feel. Now, the number one way, always remember, the number one way God wants to guide you is in His Word. But then God wants to take that, be able to take that Word and be able to engraft it into my life where I can begin to spiritually feel and spiritually sense the path of God. What I call it is call it discernment. God wants to help us to develop our discernment where we can begin to discern the right path and the wrong path. God wants to develop our discernment to where that we can almost develop it to a green light, red light. Just like when you pull up to an intersection and there's a red, red light. God wants the power in each of our lives through the Holy Spirit to be able to stop us when we're heading in the wrong direction or going to make a wrong decision. And then He wants the authority also to be able to give us a green light to be able. And I found that this is the most consistent way that God can speak into our life on a daily basis. What that means, almost every decision that I try to make, I try to look into this way. I try to see whether I'm sensing or feeling a green light or a red light. Now, in the Bible, in the book of Acts, is where we originated the series. Man, it is full of this. Where that the Lord would cause people that were had the Holy Spirit would allow the Spirit of God to give them a green light or a red light in the decisions that they were making. In Acts chapter 15, verse 28, it says, For it seemed good. That's what they said. The disciples said, I knew that it was God because it seemed good. Inside them, they were able to discern that this was a good path they were on. Acts 8, it says, I perceive. So, not only was he ability to say yes and no, or green light, red light, but God was able to perceive, they was able to perceive from the Lord. What this is, is when the Lord begins to work His, in our senses, where literally we can begin to sense the presence of God, and begin to sense the move of God, and begin to sense the direction of the Lord. I want to, this is not spooky. 
This is the one of the major ways that I believe that God. I'll be in a, I'll be in the air at my desk on a, any given day, and maybe I got a decision. Maybe it's the decision of spending five dollars or ten dollars or thirty dollars or sometime a thousand dollars, or maybe it's the decision of what we're going to do with a certain vehicle. I know that I cannot make the right decisions in myself, but I know if I'll give it a moment. And if I will begin to honor God in that decision, and I will begin to allow the Lord to have an opportunity to cause me to sense Him, then God will develop myself. The Bible says mature believers have their senses developed to be able to discern the right and the wrong way. So what we want to do is to develop this. And while we're talking about development, it may not, you may not be expert at it the first day. You may not even be an expert at it the third day. You may not even be an expert at it after you do it for a week or a month. But what it says is that we have our senses exercised. We continue to work with it until we can begin to sense the presence of God and to sense His approval, His disapproval, His green light, or His red light. Now, what I call this, I call this being in the flow of the river of God. Now, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit leads us, directs us, moves us, He guides us, He flows through us. But what I'm talking to you about now is God flowing through you as a river. Now, you can take the Bible, in fact, the river of God, the Bible calls it the river of God, and the river of life is what it is. You can go all the way back to Genesis chapter 2 and the Bible says there was a river that was able to nourish the garden that God had built. And I want you to know you are God's garden now. And God has a river that is able to nourish your life. Now Moses, in the trust that his parents had, they were able to commit their baby to that river and trust that God could take care of it. The book of Ezekiel goes on and says it was a river of life. And that everywhere that that river flowed, it lived. Things lived. In fact, the book of Ezekiel says everywhere that the river of life flows, everything lives. Wouldn't it be wonderful to know that you're in the pathway with the river of God? Now, Jesus came and Jesus exposed that that river of life flows from the inside of us. The Bible says if we believe in Jesus, that's what Jesus said. He said in the book of John that if we believe in Him, that out of our belly or out of our innermost being will flow rivers of living life. Now, the Bible said in the book of Revelations that John was called to look at this river. And John saw that the origin of this river flowed out of the very throne room of God. And that river has the ability to flow into every area of our life. Just like it did in the book of Genesis. It said the river watered and nourished all of God's garden. What that means, if I can begin to sense this flow that God is bringing out of my spirit. If I can begin to sense that river of life, I found out that 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 river of the Holy Spirit, that river of life inside of us, that it can can give direction. It can tell you when to move to the right. It can tell you when to move to the left. It can tell you when to stop. and It can tell you when to start. In fact, I'm working toward in my life to try to develop it where every decision 
every decision, I give God this position to try and know if I'm in the right flow of what God's doing. Now, the Bible says that wherever the river flows, it brings life. Now, the book of Ezekiel, chapter 47, also tells us that we're able to go deeper and deeper. I can, I can be as deep in this as that I want to be. I can just be barely putting my toes in to where maybe on important things I really pray about. But the Bible says that there is depth in that river to where there's be waters to swim in or where every area of your life can be covered by that precious flow of the Holy Spirit in your life. I'm just going to ask you, had you rather go with your flow or God's flow? Had you rather, had you rather be in God's river or your river? <laughs> had you rather trust where God's river can carry you? Or you rather trust where your river can carry you? The Bible says that everything beside that river, book of Psalms, takes off with chapter 1. They said where that river of God flows, that it brings great life on its banks. It waters trees and brings goodness and wonderfulness into their life. I'm going to challenge you this morning to begin to desire to follow that river this year. To allow the Holy Spirit to have a place in it because it is the river. It is the flow of the Holy Spirit. Now some people say, Jerry, how can I, how can I get into that place? Well, you don't start with your boat. <laughs> you start by determining I want the Holy Spirit in my life. And I want to give it a greater place in my life. I want the Holy Spirit to have leadership in my life. And number one way you start doing that, I determine that I'm going to quit doing the things that offend the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Bible says that that we're not to live in an offensive matter. You know, when I started dating Elaine, loved her with all my heart, but there came a day she came into my home. And when she came into my home, all of a sudden, the flavor of her began to saturate that whole house. In fact, if you walk in my house now, it'd be hard to find Jerry, but you'll find Elaine everywhere. You'll find it in every piece of furniture. You'll find it in every flower. Because what has happened since she's moved into that house? It is full of her flavor. Now many of you have asked the Holy Spirit into your life. But you're still flavored with you. You've got to, we've got to come to a place where we treasure the Holy Spirit. We want the, we want the Holy Spirit to lead our life. To the point that we become willing... To give up ourselves to gain Him. And we begin to treasure Him to the point to where we give Him the lead way. And we say, Lord, come into this house and make it a home of God. Lord, come into this house of my flesh. Come into this house and make it a home of God. Then, Lord, take this home and make it into your temple. Because that's what the Bible says, that we're the temples of the Holy Spirit. It may have started off with the Holy Spirit moving into your house. 
But let him rearrange everything. Trust him. Let him rearrange everything. And bring forth his flavor. You're going to find there's going to be certain things that's going to get out of your life if you're going to have the Holy Spirit there. You've got to let things like anger and animosity, you've got to let those go. The Holy Spirit will not stay around where there's anger and frustration. In fact, the Holy Spirit's going to stay as He begins to influence you. I found that the gentle Holy Spirit only stays and only feels at home in homes of gentleness. Kindness. Tenderness. All the wonderful attributes of the Holy Spirit has moved into your house. And if you will let His attributes begin to affect you, that house will be changed into a home. And then that home will be changed into a temple. And your life will begin to glorify God. Somebody said, I can't find the river. I can't tell what's the will of the Lord. You be determined on making that house into a home of the Holy Spirit. And it won't be long to where you will begin to sense the direction. That flow will become strong in you. The flow of the Holy Spirit will become strong. And you will be able to sense what God wants you to do and even the most minor details of your life. You know what? There was a time I worked. I worked about six years building my house. I built it ourselves, and during my spare time, it, it took six months. We we tore down an old gymnasium and moved that gymnasium to a piece of property we'd bought, and then we began to build our house out of a gymnasium. In fact, it's the same gym that my wife played basketball in as a teenage girl, and it took six years. And man, when, when I was first completed that house, I loved people walking into it. They could walk over and they could see the 90 windows. That's, I think that's what my house is. 90 windows that was in that house. They could see the, the, the bathrooms. They could say, oh, I like that. But I tell you what, it's hard for you to see any of that now. Because it's just fully flavored with the lane. Every curtain, every piece of furniture has been transformed into her. Now that's what God wants to do in our life. God wants to transform these houses into temples. And if we will allow God to do that, if we will allow God to do that, it won't be long to where we'll be able to just simply stop and give God a moment in the decisions that we're making and in a moment's time. We will know. Let me close with this. I want to quickly. If you have something, you may want to just quickly write this down. This is how, this is what to do if you want God to guide every decision to where you can know that every decision will be the right decision. First thing, stay pure. Everybody say, stay pure. I've got to let the Holy Spirit work in my life. Second thing is, I've got to begin to believe that everything's right with God. I've got to quit playing this game of, of failure and staying wrong with God. And 
I've got to, when I sin, I've just got to repent immediately, as quick as you can. Make that thing right with God because the Holy Spirit's not going to stay around unrepentant lives. So, so I've got to believe that everything's right with God. The third thing, I've got to think about God as merciful. I've got to begin to think about God as right. Or you're merciful. You want to forgive me. And you want to guide me. And Lord, you're not going to throw me away. Because the Bible says that even though a man fall, that you lift him back up. The fourth thing is you've got to learn to live in his presence. We've got to learn to be sensitive Wherever we're making these decisions, we've got to learn to be sensitive. And then the fifth way is we've got to accept instant access to His presence. You've got to realize, I'm just a moment from His very presence wherever you are. And whether you're in Walmart making that decision, or or whether you're on your job making a larger decision, or you're at home making a, a family decision... You've just got to realize, I'm just a moment from the presence having access to that flow of God. The sixth thing is, I've got to take a moment to honor Him. In every decision you make, you've got to just take a moment to honor Him. You've just got to say, God, I want You to guide this. The seventh thing is, you've got to beware of the flow of God. You've got to become aware of it, sensitive to it. I say, Lord, I, 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 this is what I want, but I'm sensing that this is a stopping place. And I'm willing to stop because I want to please you. And then the eighth thing is, then you've got to take that, that you have sensed as the flow of God, and you've got to accept it by faith as being the plan of God. Lord, I thank you that you're working in all of our lives, helping us, Lord, to make the right decision every time, God. It's your will, Lord. It's the will of God for us to be overcomers in this life. It's the will of the Lord, God, that that I would be sensitive to the flow of the Holy Spirit. And it's your will to guide in every minor and major decision of my life in Jesus' name. Now let's just tend to some important things. If you're here this morning and there's areas of your life that you need forgiveness for, then we need to do it right before we leave. If you're here this morning and there's areas of your life, if you would, just simply bow your heads right there in your car where you are. We're not going to play games this year. This is a new year. We're not going to play games. If we messed up, we're going to repent and ask God forgive us. If I've been wrong, I'm just going to ask God forgive me. Because the first step of me knowing the will of God and everything is me staying pure. So I've got to be willing to let the blood of Jesus work in my life and keep me pure. So go ahead. If you need the forgiveness, would you pray with me? Would you say, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask your forgiveness. And I ask your cleansing. I ask you to forgive me and to cleanse me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let's give a praise to the Lord.